Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. How is your Tuesday going or whatever day you're listening to this on? We had the most amazing time in Disney World and I have not taken the time to tell you about this trip that we took as a family. And also, I'm going to spill the beans about something that happened on the trip that I have not publicly talked about yet. What could it be? (laughs) And then I'm going to share a little bit about a business tip for you as well. So we took our family to Disney World and we are big Disney fanatics. Like we love to go. It's so much fun. Um, We do matching t-shirts. I wear ears. Usually Mackenzie wears ears. The boys always get hats. Like it's a fun time. We've been doing this with our kids every single year since about 2017. It was always a dream of ours to take our kids to Disneyland. And until network marketing, we did not have the means to do this for our family. So for me, this was a huge motivator to build my business the first time around. What is your motivator to build your business? Are you clear on that yet? Because if you are not, you're probably struggling to find anything deep inside to to help you get where you want to go. You have to connect with your pain in order to pull out the very best in you. And for me, the pain was my husband not being home on Saturdays and us not being able to take any trips together outside of our honeymoon that we had had almost 10 years before, and then not being able to go to Disneyland. It was just something that I really, really wanted as part of our family and just fun times. And so when we couldn't do that, it was a huge motivator for me to work really hard to be able to provide that for our family. That was one of the very first things that we did when I started hitting the top of the company. Anyway, so we took our family to Disney World because now we're sort of, we. I feel like we've kind of graduated from Disneyland and we've moved up to Disney World, which I never thought I would see that day because I grew up in California. So Disneyland was where we always went. And I just always pictured going there. Like, why would I want to go to Disney World? It seemed so unnecessary. I didn't want to jump from park to park. It seemed very inefficient. And it wasn't until the pandemic when we took a trip to Disney World for the very first time with my sister-in-law and her family, and then my husband and our family. And I really saw the magic of Disney World. And then we went to Disneyland after going to Disney World two times, once with our family and then once for a work trip that we had earned. And I went back to Disneyland and it felt very underwhelming. And I thought, this is so weird. I see why people like Disney World. So we ended up going to Disney World with our family in January and planned our dream vacation. Anyway, part of the trip was being there for eight days, staying at a really fun hotel that I had always wanted to stay at, the Polynesian. 
having the castle view so we could watch the fireworks from our room, doing club level so that we could have all the concierge and the food morning, noon, and night, just all the really fun bells and whistles that we had always wanted. And the very last thing that we added on was a VIP plaid tour. If you don't know what this is, go to YouTube and type in Disney VIP plaid tour, and you can watch a video about what exactly it is. But essentially it's hiring a tour guide to take you around Disney World or Disneyland, they have them there as well, all day long or as many hours as you want. You have to book them for a minimum of seven hours, maximum 10 hours, and they charge you by the hour a specific price. So we decided it was something we wanted to do. We scheduled it, we booked it, and we lucked out and got the most amazing tour guide. His name is Jimmy. And if you ever go to Disney World and have the opportunity to have a plaid tour, request Jimmy from Michigan because he was so amazing. And we already have him scheduled for next year trip because we loved it so much. And he was just such an amazing guide and had just great, great energy. And so it was sort of like this big buildup in our minds. Like it, it felt like the trip was building up to the plaid day. And then after that, I mean, it was fun, but it was just like plaid day was like Christmas day. You know, we went to the park two days before we had our plaid tour. We had a rest day before the plaid tour. The only thing I wish we would have done is scheduled a rest day after the plaid tour because we went on 17 rides and three parks that day. And I don't think I understood how exhausted I was going to be at the end of that day. It just, it was like everything you'd ever want in Disney all in one day. In fact, we looked at each other and thought we could go home tomorrow and we still had two more days and a rest day in the park planned. So that was something that next time we go, we thought, well, probably we could probably do Disney World in three days um, if we did a plaid tour again, which once you do it, you're like, I never want to go without this again. You get to the front of the lines on every single ride. It's like having a lightning lane all day long from ride to ride to ride. And if you've been to Disney World or Disneyland, the lightning lane is something that you can purchase through the Genie Plus app. But if you use it, you have to sign up for specific times throughout the day. So even if you have the Genie Plus app, you're still signing up for a ride that's four hours from now. So you have to wait in lines until then. But if you have your plaid VIP tour, it's lightning lane on every ride without signing up for rides. It was just so amazing. And when you go out of the park, when you park hop with them, they take you in private Disney transportation and you go out the back stage door of one ride get into these black SUVs where they they meet you with baskets of snacks and food and three Disney VIP behind the scenes people that help you load all of your things in the car and make sure you get in and that you're greeted and everything and served so well. And then they four minutes over to Epcot from Hollywood Studios. And normally that would take 30 to 45 minutes to make that transition, but you're there in four minutes. Then you walk in the backstage door to the ride that you want to go on. Guardians of the Galaxy was the one that our family wanted to go on in Epcot that day on our tour. So, and right when we got to that park, we got out of the car and they had more snacks for us. I mean, it was just, the service was incredible. 
So we got out, we go into Guardians of the Galaxy, and we had been with our guide for probably three or four hours at this point. So we're about halfway through our tour. And Sean has this medical condition where any time that his body feels any sort of physical stress that's like severe, if he has the flu, if he sprains an ankle really badly, um, if there's just any sort of virus in his body, he has a vasal vagal reaction and passes out, throws up, uh, sometimes like will lose consciousness several times. Sometimes will break out into a cold sweat all over every pore in his body all at once, like where he's just drenched from head to toe. And I've personally seen it happen four different times in the 20 years that we've been together. And it's really scary the first time you see it happen. There's no medical reason for it. No doctor's ever been able to tell us why it happens or anything like that. But every time it happens that, well, the first time I saw it happen, I thought he had died. In fact, it's one of the reasons why I ended up building my network marketing business because, uh, he had had, it had happened to him when he was doing physical therapy school, but I didn't witness it there, but they, they like took him to the hospital and, uh, had him looked over by all the doctors. And then they released him later that day and it was fine. And then the first time I saw it, was when I very like second month into building my network marketing business. And he looked like he had a heart attack and a stroke and died all in a five, 10 minute time period. So I called an ambulance. We went to the hospital. He stayed overnight at the big hospital. They did three days of cardiology tests. Like it was a big deal because they couldn't figure out what it is. He had troponin in his blood, which typically means that you've had a heart attack, but he didn't. It just was a, it's a hormone that your body releases when you have stress. And so anyway, that was like 25, thousand dollars in debt overnight, which is why I was like, I got to figure out this network marketing thing. So it's been a blessing in our life in many ways. But uh, the first time you see it, it's very frightening. And then our middle, our third child, Chase, he has it also. And last year in school, he passed out, hit his head, threw up. They called an ambulance. We got to the school and 10 minutes later, they're fine. So we know Sean has this condition, Chase has this condition. And when we were at Disney World on our VIP plaid day, we were having the most amazing time. We were getting lunch. We were going on rides. We were getting all like the like all the behind the scenes fun facts about Disney that anyone that loves Disney as much as we do, it's just so fun to hear all the little, the hidden Mickeys on the rides and the hidden Mickeys all over the park. And then there was the hidden Oswald. If you don't know what that is, go Google it because I had never heard of Oswald before. And it was the original character that was before Mickey that Disney World didn't own or Disney, Disney, the company Disney didn't own. And so they had to come up with a new, new character. And that's when uh, Walt Disney decided to create Mickey Mouse. And that's why it is what it is today. So it's just sort of crazy. All these, all these really fun facts about Disney that we got to learn on our tour. And so we had just had lunch. We had just finished up Hollywood studios and we were headed over to Epcot and we went on the guardians of the galaxy ride and we went through it. And it was just so cool to go through the ride and do everything. And we're waiting in line and we're just about to get up to the ride. And we're starting to go down the ramp down to load on the ride. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, and Sean did say at lunch that his stomach was a little upset and he needed a milk. 
And I was like, that's weird. You're going to drink a milk. He's like, yeah, I just feel like I need like some sort of like an antacid or something. Like my stomach just feels off. And I was like, okay, weird. I mean, we haven't been eating. We've been eating like churros and, you know, nachos and it was not, we're not eating our normal diet, right? Like our normal healthy foods. And so I just thought, oh, I just chalked it up to that. Maybe your stomach's just upset because you just had a churro and popcorn or whatever. And so I just didn't think anything of it, but that was when we were over in the morning in Hollywood studios. So two or three hours later, we've now gone over to Epcot. We're at the, we're at the guardians of the galaxy. We're just about to get on the ride and we're walking down the ramp and literally what feels like out of nowhere, Sean grabs the bar and says, I don't feel good. And I just see on his face that he is going to have one of his episodes. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so the kids are like walking down the ramp and I'm like, babe, are you okay? He's like, I think I'm going to pass out. And I'm like, sit down. So he's like sitting down and there, this ride is a brand new ride to Disney world. It's super popular. The only way to get on the ride, uh, is to get into the park and get a, get a spot really early in the day. And in, or have a VIP plaid tour where they can get you in with their, you know, their lightning lane pass. So, um, Sean sits down and he is just like almost ready to pass out. Of course, Jimmy, our VIP plaid tour guide is like looking at me, like, should I call the paramedics? Everyone in line, we're talking like hundreds and hundreds of people are just like walking by asking if he's okay. There's nurses that are taking his pulse. And I'm like, I promise he's fine. I just, he's probably going to pass out. Just please don't call an ambulance. This, this, it, it happens to him. He has this reaction. He'll be fine in 10 minutes. I promise. And the tour guide was like, okay, like I trust you. And then all of a sudden Sean just starts throwing up everywhere. And, um, it's like when we go to Disney, it's like, it's sort of like the holidays, right? Like it's just not Christmas and Thanksgiving. If someone's not barfing, that's sort of how Disneyland Disney world is for us. Like, remember last time Dean and Chase were barfing. If you've been listening to the podcast long enough, you'll remember the last time we went to Disneyland that Dean started throwing up the whole time we were in Disneyland. And then on the way home, Chase started throwing up all in the airplane. And then Brennan started throwing up because Chase was throwing up on him. And then we got in the Uber and then he threw up in the Uber and we were like, this is the worst Disney trip ever. This is why we planned this trip. And I just was like, I like the trip, the, this Disney world trip was perfect. I have no complaints. Even this that I'm telling you was not an issue. Like it was a blip in the day because we're just like, we know that this happens to him. Like, like if you have a family member or you yourself has seizures, right? Like your family just knows you're having your seizure. It's going to be over soon. And then you're fine. Maybe if you are a diabetic and you notice that when your blood pressure is dropping, like who remembers the movie still Magnolias and in the movie, Julia Roberts is a diabetic and she starts having one of her episodes and they give her the orange juice and she messes up her hair on her wedding day, but they fix it. Right. Trudy fixes it. And so it's, it's like that it's that type of a thing that happens to Sean. And so I knew it was happening and I was like, this is fine. It's no big deal. I just hope they don't cancel the tour. I hope they don't make us go to the hospital. So anyway, Sean, he, fortunately he never lost consciousness, but he starts throwing up. And because we're on the ramp, 
the barf just starts going down the ramp and it's a lot of barf. Cause he's just recently drank an electrolyte drink, a hydrate because you know, um, we were, it was really hot outside. And so he, we was like trying to, he was thinking maybe he had heat stroke or something anyway. So there's just a lot of liquid. We had just had lunch. It was just not a pretty sight to see. And of course there's just hundreds and hundreds of people just walking by us. And we're just like, every Sean was so embarrassed. I felt so badly for him, but I was just like trying to hold him up in case he passed out. I wanted him to pass out on me, not on the floor. Cause I knew people were going to be freaking out. Cause it is, it's so scary when you see it the first time. So anyway, we ended up, um, our plaid, once he started throwing up, he was like, I have to call someone to help us. I was like, of course, call someone to help us. So they call people and they're cleaning everything up. And then our sweet, sweet plaid, Jimmy, he literally used his foot to stop the bar from going down the ramp. Just such an amazing human being. What a gem of a person. And anyway, we doubled his tip at the end because we figured he probably needed a new pair of shoes. So just as normal, Sean ended up 10 minutes later being fine. We got him all cleaned up. He went to the bathroom and literally was good as new. 15 minutes later, he went on the ride. We didn't skip a beat. The whole rest of the day was fine. It was literally just like a 15 minute blip. And <clears throat> Sean was so worried he was going to ruin the day. He, we were all worried they were going to cancel the tour because thinking that he needed medical attention. But it's very, very clear that nothing is wrong with him very, very quickly. So it's just if you if you know it well enough, if you're comfortable enough with it, then you you just realize what's going on and then you move on. And so anyway... Jimmy was so amazing the rest of the day. We ended the day going back over to Magic Kingdom. And then they have this private place where you can watch the fireworks in reserved seating just for people on the VIP tour. And it was just incredible. I was crying watching the fireworks because this was an absolute dream come true to have this Disney vacation of our dreams. Like it had been everything I'd always wanted for 20 years of planning and preparing and 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 having the opportunity to, to do this for our family. And I was just thinking so much about how every, and I, I, I preach this to you all the time, right? Like everything in life is 50, 50. And I knew going into this trip, coming off of our last Disney trip, I thought, you know, this trip is going to be a 50, 50. And I actually don't even think it was like, I know it was, but it was such an amazing trip in my mind because of the thoughts that I intentionally had while we were there, not even like managing my mind. Like it just felt so good the whole time that it truly felt like it was like a 95% to 5% ratio. It was like 95% happy and 5% negative, as weird as that sounds. I also noticed that like because it was so heavy on the positive side of the emotions there was one morning where i woke up and i just felt so much negative emotion and i was like oh my gosh it's a land of buffering here in disney world this is crazy you're avoiding negative emotion all day long in the park and then you come home and that it hits you and i thought that was really interesting and i was like look at this like the 50/50 ratio lives and breathes like it really does um and so i i i loved this trip more than any other trip we've ever taken as a family and i love the lessons that it taught me about that and then i also giggled i was like i guess we just barf every time it wasn't the kids. None of the kids were sick. Thank goodness. 
But somebody has to barf when we go to Disney. Like, it's just a thing. So, and the more you talk to people who go to Disney, I feel like everybody has a barfing Disney story. But hopefully none of you have a barfing Disney story like the one from the time that we were there last time because that one was just unbearable. But this one's so much better. Anyway, so I was thinking about this 50-50 ratio that I'm always telling you about. And I was thinking about how any time in business we have our struggles. And we have events, we have things that go really well, we have things that are a real struggle, we have things that quote unquote could ruin the experience like if you go to convention and somebody gets their feelings hurt and then you feel like the whole trip is ruined or maybe you earn a trip with your company and then somebody gets in a fight with someone on the trip and then it ruins it. And there's just so many opportunities for us to give ourselves permission to think whatever we want. And when I got home from this trip and I realized like, even though that sort of medical emergency happened, it didn't ruin the trip. It didn't ruin the day. It literally was like nothing. Like everybody was unaffected. It was like this little 15 minute ripple. And then we just moved on. And I don't know if it's because we were in Disney. I don't know if it's because it's the happiest place on earth. By the way, it's happy is an emotion, right? So it comes from your thoughts and it's the permission that you give yourself to think what you're thinking while you're in Disney that makes it the happiest place on earth, by the way. But I was thinking about how we could apply this to our businesses and how even when things don't go as planned, even though things don't go the way we want, we always give ourselves permission to think whatever we want to think. And we could have thought that that ruined the day or ruined the ruined the trip, but we we didn't even tell anybody about it. I didn't post media because Sean was like, "Please don't say anything," but he did give me permission to share with you here on the podcast. But um But it was like this aha moment for me where I thought, look at how we handled this situation. And it was like, we just blipped right over it. How can you blip right over the things that happen that could potentially ruin the event or ruin the month or ruin the enrollment or ruin the trip or ruin the holiday or whatever it is to you? How can you blip over something so that it's not even anything you have to manage your mind around. Because you're a human being, right? Like you're going to have negative emotions. You're going to be offended by things. You're going to be bothered by things. People are going to irritate you. You're going to irritate people. It just is part of the human experience. But when we truly decide how we want to handle and approach every situation. We empower ourselves to experience it the way we want to experience it, not in a perfect way per se. It wasn't that I was happy about what happened, but in those moments when Sean is very ill and everybody is taking his pulse and trying to help us. And we're thinking maybe everything's going to get canceled. I noticed that what I did is I was just like, oh man, this is a real bummer. This makes like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 
I'm, I'm sad for Sean. Like, this is very sad. I, this is awful. I feel so badly for him. And we're just going to sit in this right now and be in this right now. We're not even going to worry about what, what anyone's thinking or what anyone's doing. Like, we don't have to worry about any of that. And the more and more work that I do in the model and the more and more that you and I work together, what you're going to start seeing and noticing in yourself is that when you're in situations of crisis or negative situations that you don't like, you'll have a greater awareness of what's going on in your mind so that you can flow through those negative emotions more freely. And I want to offer you the opportunity to practice flowing through the negative emotions in your business specifically, because if, when, when you get better at this skill, as you perfect this skill of flowing through the negative things that happen, it's going to slow you down less and less because when you resist the negative things that happen, like someone sending you a message, telling them that you're a, that this is a scam and that it's a pyramid scheme and that you're scamming them and that you're just such a fraud and how horrible of you to, you know, try and scam your friends. And don't you know, things like this are illegal. Like when I like, I can remember so clearly when people have sent me those types of messages over the years, it, it, not very many. I can literally think of two in particular. One that I remember it upset me for several days after, like three days. And when I look back at that time, of course, you're going to feel anxious. Of course, you're going to feel scared. Of course, you might feel shame and guilt in the moment because when someone sends you a message like that, it's very natural for you to be like, oh, I've done something wrong. And then all of a sudden, the, the emotions that come from a thought like that are usually something like fear, shame, doubt, uh, guilt. And so if I would have had the model and the awareness back then, I don't think it would have helped me avoid the negative emotion, but I don't think it would have knocked me down for as many days. And I think that's why our family just flew through this little blip in our day at Disney World and it didn't affect our day. It didn't slow us down. I mean, sure, it slowed us down for 15, 20 minutes, but it didn't affect our emotional experience there that day. And it wasn't because we were avoiding the emotions. It wasn't because we were ignoring them. It was because we allowed them. We were in the experience together. We handled it with leadership and then we moved on. And there's just so many opportunities for you to apply this methodology to all the things that you deal with in your life, an argument with your teenager, a disagreement with your husband, someone messaging you on Facebook about how you're a horrible person because you're doing an MLM, whatever it is, allow it, allow the feelings, notice the thought that's creating it. Let yourself have compassion for you and how much sense it makes that you're going through it and then decide on purpose what you want to think about it how you want to give yourself space, how there's nothing wrong with you for thinking it and feeling that way, and then what you want to do next, right? And if you will give yourself this gift, you will be more confident, more self-assured, and so much less worried about what everyone else is thinking about you and how you are looking in the process. Because when you are hypervigilant about what everyone else is thinking, and what, how, how, like 
how it's making you feel that that they're thinking this and what it's meaning about you. If you will just allow yourself the space, all that is, is you judging yourself. You think it's other people judging you, but it's not. It's just you judging yourself, judging and criticizing yourself. And when you do that, you disconnect from yourself. And then you just feel awful. It's like you're feeling pain twice. So if you'll allow yourself the opportunity, just a little bit of space, a little bit of room to not have it mean anything about you, the way you handled it, but just to give yourself space of, yeah, that's how we handled it. Now, what do we want to think about ourselves for how we handled it? And how do we want to handle it next time? You're going to flow through all the negative things that happened to you in your life more freely they're still going to happen 50% of the time because negative emotions come 50% of the time and positive emotions come 50% of the time. You're not going to evade the negative. But what you are going to do is you're not going to sit in it as long. You're going to be able to flow through it more freely so you can just get on with it already. And it's such a beautiful thing. The best gift that the model and coaching has given to me in my life is the ability to judge and criticize myself less. And in that process, I have just learned to like myself, even in the moments where I don't like the way I showed up. That's what I want for you, my friend. And I hope you can offer that to yourself today. I hope you have an amazing day. Bye now. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.